Hello, hello. Hey, girl, I have a crazy cool fact. Okay. Did you know that whales are breastfeeders? They're avid breastfeeders. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. You're kidding. Yeah, whales are mammals. They breastfeed. Whales breastfeed their babies? Yeah, because they're mammals. Isn't that what makes a mammal? I think you better fact check that. <laughs> um, just one second. <laughs> I'm Trisha, and I'm Megan, and you're listening to Mom Flicked. Okay, I have fact-checked oceanadventures.co.za. <laughs> it's real. Whales breastfeed. They are mammals. That's what mammals do. All right. You heard Coming it here up. first. If you want more whale facts. I will say they, the website wasn't sure exactly how they do it, but they do do it. <laughs> They do say they do it. I mean, they weren't at, they weren't invested enough to figure out how, but they were invested enough to let us know that they do. But the whales do it in water, and they do say it's way harder in water, which I can imagine. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. Anyway, speaking of mammals who breastfeed, <laughs> really, that's that's it. That's your intro. We have a mammal of our own. Here. A mammal. <laughs> no, today's really special because we have a very special guest. I would say special the specialist mammal. guest. <laughs> My best friend, Gabby. Welcome, Gabby. Hi, what's up? <laughs> um, how do you like being called a mammal? <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, right? I mean, I embody being a mammal. Yes. <laughs> if I think about mammals, the first thing that pops in my head is whales and Gabby. Not that you look like a and whale. And a human. Though. I mean, humans are mammals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. But, but yes, we are... So we are so happy to have Gabby here today. Yes, we are. We love Gabby. Thank you. Um, Gabby is my best friend that I was roommates with my freshman year of college. <laughs> Go Falcons! <laughs> Falcons! Woo -woo. And man, me and Gabby, who would have thought that 10 years later you'd be sitting here on our podcast talking about breastfeeding your babe? <laughs> I did not. I did not anticipate that at all. <laughs> Congrats. You made it to a new milestone. Milestone on life. But yes, Gabby is joining us from beautiful Seattle um, yeah. today. And we're so excited to have her because Gabby is about to have a one-year-old little baby girl. <laughs> oh, my so goodness. Sad. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, Mila, who is your baby girl, and your breastfeeding journey so far. Yeah, so Amila is my daughter, and she is will be one in a week. Oh, yeah. girl, how oh, do you feel? I've already, I've already cried, cried like five times about it, so we're doing <laughs> just fine over here. <laughs> we're doing great. Yeah. We're, everything's fine. Normal. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, yeah, I. So obviously, a year ago, I had a baby, and I <laughs> kind of, <laughs> I had, I had this vision. I never really predicted being a mom, but like thought I'd want to be a mom. But then when I got pregnant, I was like, I had this vision of like beautiful breastfeeding, and like I really wanted to do that and be connected to the baby. And I just thought it was like so amazing that your body can feed a child. Um, so I was like really excited about that, um, and then. That kid popped out of me and <laughs> like that popped right out. Yeah, she was ripped out. And um, <laughs> yeah, breastfeeding did not look the way I thought it was going to be. Um, it was, I mean, kind of like what your other friend said in your last episode, it was really hard. Um, and she had a tongue tie, which I think a lot of babies do. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so she wasn't latching very well. Um, so I just, I kept trying and trying. It was really painful. And I just, there were a lot of nights where I was just kind of, I would kind of avoid her because I didn't want to feed her. And I started feeling like really depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then I kind of realized like, this isn't healthy and I need to figure something else out. So I was introduced to pumping. Um, and that's what I decided to do because I just felt like that was going to be the best option for me and my mental stability. So you exclusively pump now. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, that wasn't clear. So I, <laughs> just all over the place. So for two weeks I was like trying really hard and then I just kind of hit a wall and I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I texted Trish like a million times being like, how the hell do you do this? Like this mm -hmm. is impossible. Um, and she was losing a little weight. So yeah, I decided to just pump exclusively. I put my boob away and I was like, we are done. Um, <laughs> teat. And yeah, so I pumped like, like all the time. I mean, you know, babies eat what every couple hours. So I was pumping probably in the beginning, every two to three hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously as she got older, I was able to decrease a little bit, but I mean, that was exhausting in itself. Um, and yeah, I did that. I'm still doing that. Um, a year later, I'm, I'm starting to wean her. So now not as much, but, um, just after making a decision to do it, I like could feel my soul just feeling like it was, everything was better doing mm -hmm. that because I just, my mental health was more important in that moment. And so, and she was getting what she needed and I was able to produce. So mm -hmm. I just felt like it worked for us. And it's the same milk. Like, isn't it funny how that pumping yeah. can be such a psychological like barrier for us where we think we're not giving our kid what they need, even though they're getting the exact same milk. <laughs> Seriously, and I had like immense guilt about it because I was like, I saw all these beautiful images of women and like the baby on the boob, and I was like, oh, like I want that connection. And I, you know, I was I already was not connecting with her for a while because she was a potato, and like how do you, how do you connect to a potato? <laughs> and so I was like, I just felt so much guilt, and I was like, why? Like I wanted to have that experience, and I just and maybe if I pushed through, I could have done it, but I just kind of hit a wall. And yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, what I you know people say fed is best, mm -hmm. but for me it was like if I could produce, I wanted to give her breast milk, and that was the only way I knew how to do it. Yeah. And would you say, Gabby, that it was more like worrying about that she wasn't getting enough? Was it the pain? Was it like a mixture of all of it? I know for me, that was like the biggest factor was I was so worried. Like everything that you looked up online, mm -hmm. you would like Google, is my baby eating enough? Like, is, is like the not knowing, are they getting enough? And they would say, well, they should eat about three to four ounces. And you're like, but how do I know? I can't see anything going I from know. my boob to their mouth. Like for me, that was the biggest part of like, you mentioned the word depression, which I'm glad that you did because it's something that we yeah. skim over sometimes. But I think that in my personal experience, it, I, I definitely think that there was some postpartum depression around breastfeeding mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I just didn't know what he was getting. Do you think that's what it was in your case too? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I for sure went through that postpartum and I was lucky enough that it wasn't like, it only lasted, I don't know, a few months, whatever. But yeah, I mean, cause so my child is kind of naturally a little small, which I'm not sure where she got that from. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely like more petite. Um, and so I was so self-conscious. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, she's so little. And I'm like, oh mm. shit, like, am I giving her enough food? Like, mm. so it was like that stress, like, and I would be up at night having her to my boob and I'm like, 
my God, like, is she getting five ounces? Is she getting two ounces? Is she getting negative? Like, yeah. I just, it stressed me out. And then, so I combined that with the depression, the postpartum, which is totally normal mm-hmm. for women to have. Um, it was just, it was a lot. And it just like, it's, it's, it stressed me out. I want her to be like, I want, it's, it's almost like I want to have the control of seeing like in the bottle, I could see, okay, there's four ounces in here. She's going to eat four ounces. And if she doesn't, I'll be able to see how many ounces she ate. Yeah. Um, and so that like helped me a lot, kind of ease my anxiety. You bring up such a good point. Like I was on the opposite end. I know Megan had the same experience with people. Every time you bring your baby out of the car seat, oh my gosh, they're tiny. so tiny. They're so yeah. small. I still get it all the time. And I was on the opposite end where I was like, wow, that kid has not missed a feeding. <laughs> like the comments and really I'm sure that I was one of them like before I had my own kid I'm sure like somewhere along the way I said something like that oh my gosh she's so little she's so cute or wow he's a chunker or whatever but until the first person that told me wow he has not missed a feeding and I was like I'm overfeeding him like I'm starting (laughs) bad eating habits I'm you know like he's that's probably why his reflux because he's eating too much and like your head just spins into all these things but it's such a good point like leave your this nose out of someone's baby. Well, and in business. reality, like every human body <laughs> is different. Like yes. we are all made differently and we need to just stop having this like idea or notion that everyone should be growing at the same rate or not grow. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Well, that's like the same with like with pregnancy when, you know, it's like, you don't like a lot of people comment to me like, and I think it was out of kind, like they're trying to be like flattering, but they're like, oh, you, you're barely showing. And I'm like, mm. oh, great. I'm growing up. Like, Not what a man. pregnant person wants to hear. <laughs> no, I'm like, I want you to call me huge and fat. Like, yeah. that's what I want <laughs> Exactly. To I know. It makes you worried otherwise. I definitely, yeah. So now yeah. that Mila is going to be one, which is so exciting, um, Tell us a little bit about your plans. I know you mentioned that you were going to start to wean her, um, but Gabby is also our our VIP. VIP means what? <laughs> well, I think it's very important person. It is very important person, but it is also serves a very cool other purpose, uh, which stands for Gabby. This is for you, vegan integrated pumper. I don't know why, but we just, we wanted to call you that. I love that. You're our VIP. Congrats. You're true. You're VIP times two. Wow. So we wanted our VIP. We wanted to ask about your veganism. Veganism. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, and how that's going to like go into as Mila enters like toddlerhood and I'm sure she's already like starting to eat solids, how that works in your household. Because I know we have other viewers who, if they're not vegan are interested in you know, going more plant-based. And so I think it'd be cool for us to hear how you're planning to transition that or if that's going to be Mila's lifestyle as well. And has it had any impacts with like breastfeeding too? I'd love to know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because so when I, when I was pregnant and everything, like everybody's immediate, like especially people like I work with or like people I wasn't super close with, their first reaction would be like, and they knew I was vegan. Like, oh, you're vegan. So like, how are you going to be able to get all the nutrients to the baby like that, you know, that she needs? And and that's such a common like misconception with veganism. Like they're like, oh, if you're not eating meat, you're not going to get your protein and things like that. Where you know, protein you can get in broccoli and spinach and like so many different places. So, you know, from the get go, I've always kind of had that like little stigma or whatever behind me. But um, yeah, I mean, throughout since I've been breastfeeding with her, I've, I mean, I eat a lot of junk food, but I've tried to be <laughs> like really intentional on eating a lot of like really good foods and stuff and. Um, 
I think as now, so she started eating solids around six months, but now she's like full on eating meals. Um, and I'm kind of, so when I was pregnant, I was really like, she's going to be strict vegan. I'm not going to allow my husband to give her like meat or cheese or anything. <laughs> um, and like my husband's very, I mean, you guys know, but he's very meat and potatoes, like grew up in Utah, <laughs> like he's just your country fella. So, and I'm like city hippie. So, um, we obviously saw things very differently, but he was always been very supportive. Um, but interestingly enough, I've actually kind of been giving her like non vegan things. Um, and I think a lot of it's out of convenience, which is really kind of sad because I think that's a lot of people's biggest issues with veganism is like convenience. Like mm -hmm. it's much easier to grab a slice of cheese or it's easier to grab meat eaters eat, but you know, things like that. Um, and so, um, I, um, yeah, so it's just been, like, it's been harder, especially, like, trying to come up with meals, but I definitely have been trying to um, incorporate, you know, like, more vegetables for her and, like, be really, like, t intentional about that, and, like, she's really, a, she's an amazing eater. Like, she literally eats everything. Mm -hmm. um, like, she loves Best. fruit and vegetables, and I think that's just because I've been, like, really purposely trying to give her all that. Yeah. Um, like, I give her only that, really, and then if we go out to eat, you know, I'll amuse her with like some French fries and stuff. But I <laughs> you're amused. <laughs> so did did you and Trevor like have to have that discussion before you had Mila? Like if you were gonna do that, or is it something you say, oh, we can figure out as we go? I mean, I basically was like, I run the show. So <laughs> I mean, let's be real. There was no conversation. I bird this child, so. <laughs> so you can have second place. I mean, we like talked about it, but I was mostly like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. And come on along the ride. Like, <laughs> Join me or don't. Yeah, you either here or you're not. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard, though, because, like I said, it's like, like, tonight we went out to dinner, and she, like, literally just chomped on French fries and, like, had some random piece of cheese. And it's like, but I think it's just, I think for, you know, other parents who are looking for plant-based stuff to incorporate that is like, just, it can be really simple and like, just really simple things like giving them fruit and vegetables. And like, even though that might not seem like, like Trevor always makes funny, he's like, that's not a, that's, those are sides, they're not a main meal. And so <laughs> I, I, I try to like really emphasize like those can be main dishes. You just have to give them a lot of it to get like the nutrients. Yeah. Are. Yeah. So Gabby, what would you say your biggest surprise about breastfeeding was? Like what surprised you the most about the whole process? Mm -hmm. um, that your nipples feel like death. <laughs> <laughs> All you no, expectant I, moms, woohoo! No, no matter, and I feel like people were actually honest about that. Like before you have a baby, I feel like my friends told me like your you. nipples hurt, but not, yeah. that's just not what it, it actually is it's way worse <laughs> well it's not really something you experience like normally right i hope i mean well, hopefully I not <laughs> we pray that no I one heard. had to experience that <laughs> if you're into that no judgment <laughs> but yeah you buy yourself like a little thing of nipple cream and you're like pod put it in my hospital bag i'll be good to go yeah. and it's like no that's not the case no that cream sorry for those who are pregnant that cream does not work <laughs> no <laughs> But I will say, yeah, I mean, I knew it would be people because I, like, talked to, like, you guys, and, like, I talked to my friends who had kids, and they're like, it really hurts. But it's like, yeah, you don't realize how much it hurts. I just imagined, like, from I think from movies, they just kind of, like, pop their, like, nipple in the baby's mouth, and I thought it'd be, like, that simple, but it's not at all. 
It's kind of the same way they portray sex in the movies. It's just like, you guys are, you're getting us all skewed. They're not setting women up for success no. in any way, shape, no. or form. That's for sure. No. no. It's a challenge to be a woman these days. It really is. <laughs> well, we, oh. Before we close off, I do want you to maybe share, because you're exclusively pumping, and I feel like that's really unique for a lot of moms. Um, who go that route. Do you mind sharing like maybe the best thing about exclusively pumping and maybe one of the hardest things before we. Yeah. Um, hands down. The best part of it was that my husband could feed her, mm -hmm. um, which meant he could get up in the middle of the night on those early uh, days of <laughs> feeding. Um, I love that because I know a lot of men struggle with connecting with their babies in the beginning because the mom is mostly feeding. So I love that mm -hmm. he could have that and my family and other people who wanted a feeder. So that was the best part for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the hardest part I think was kind of the scheduling. Like if we want to go out with some friends for dinner or go out to a bar, or God forbid, go out for a night out in the town. Like I had to really schedule out like, okay, I pumped mm -hmm. at five o'clock. Um, I'm gonna have to pump again at nine o'clock, but I'm not going to be home. And so I have to bring my pump. If I go to someone's house, that was kind of, hard and I, I eventually create a schedule but it definitely posed a lot of challenges um, yeah. and it got easier obviously as I wasn't pumping as much but that was definitely that was a tough one yeah are you gonna be sad to not do it anymore um actually yeah which is weird because people are like oh like the pump machine's terrible but like the pump I don't machine. know like that, <laughs> that machine Me we call it pump. pump machine <laughs> pump it up uh, <laughs> We're dancing. It's fine. Officially the name of this episode, pump, pump, pump. pump, 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 pump. I, um, I, you guys made me lose my thought from your dancing. Um, <laughs> you're going to be sad. Yeah, I'm sad. Like she and I have been really good friends for a whole year and <laughs> she and I, and it's over. Name? It's over. Like we're going through a breakup. We're, we're, our breakup is slow though. Cause I'm weaning. So I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, little by little. And like, yeah. so now I'm pumping twice a day. And I just feel like she and I are just kind of on the out. Like, sorry, girl, I gotta go. I got other things I'm to like, do. I gotta live my life now. <laughs> I gotta go do it. Well, we are proud of you. And we're really, really grateful that you came on to share your story. I think yes. it's really impactful for people to hear. Pumping a year. What a freaking milestone. I know. That's amazing. It really, really is. I you should be really, point. really proud of yourself. You should you guys i really appreciate that um now is the best time of our show yes it's a guest of honor moment it's time for mamba okay gabby so you're our guest of honor our vip vip <laughs> tell us a recent mom bomb oh gosh okay so um mila's crawling a lot like crazy and uh, our house is kind of like an open concept so I have like my dining area and we have a bar cart and on the bottom level obviously we have not proof or not proofread what's the word baby proof <laughs> <laughs> we haven't quite proofread our house yet she can't read yet but soon I'm ESL okay um, <laughs> and she, she was um I looked down at my phone for one second and she had crawled all the way to the bar cart where all the wine glasses are on the bottom. And I was like, oh crap. And so I dropped my phone and I was still on the ground. So I flailed, crawled over to her <laughs> and her little leg was sticking out. So I'm like, I'm just going to pull her a little bit. And I grabbed her little chubby leg and I don't think she was pulling her head up in the moment or didn't realize I'd be pulling her. <laughs> I don't know why she didn't think that would be a normal thing. <laughs> 
And the damn kid, I pull her leg, get her away, and she just flung her head on the ground and just like <laughs> oh, no. screaming bloody murder. I swear she like has not forgiven me yet. <laughs> She's like, I'm still mad. Does yeah. she have the bruise to show for it? No, so it wasn't like see PS is not gonna be called. We're okay. Phew, then you yeah, you're not you're not quite there yet, and that's good. Um <laughs> But yeah, that is the thing. It's like you lose-lose, right? You either save them from breaking the wine glass all over their hand or you slam their head on the floor. It's like you have to choose <laughs> right. in that Which moment. one do you want, bloody hand or a bruise on your forehead? <laughs> you pick. 100% bruise. Yes, yeah, 100%, totally. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.